Welcome to Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader, with your host, Mr. James Gardino Sr. That's me. I'm going to be talking about dividend stocks and investing for weekly cash flow. My main goal, 1% return per week. These are live trading sessions. If you want to join in, just let me know. Now, on with the show. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is James from Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader, where we talk about and we actively invest in dividend stocks for weekly and monthly cash flow. Yay, it's hump day, Wednesday, 3.13 p.m., Wednesday, September 29th, one more day of trading, and then the, the third quarter will officially be over. Wow, where is the year gone? We got six positions we carried through. It's gonna start from the very beginning and go from there. Basically, it shouldn't take me very long to go through all this stuff because it is, after all, Wednesday, not a whole heck of a lot going on. Uh Cincinnati Financials sitting pretty at one sixteen ninety-six. It's a monthly optionable stock, so we sold an option for it and it's got another two weeks to go. So no sense even looking at it. We got it at 123 and she's sitting at 116. So that's going nowhere quick. Hormel, H R L. Now Hormel is a latecomer. She came in as a spread trade. She's a dividend aristocrat that is uh bouncing off of a low of forty fifty six. Now this is a low of a year. This has got two weeks to go before they pay out their dividend. Um, at 40.56, she's sitting at 41.69 at the moment. And as I recall, this is a 33% trade. Um, what do I mean by that? Is that the most I can make is 33% on my investment for the week. We bought the 40 and sold the 41 calls. So it's a spread. And I did 50 contracts. So I am controlling 5,000 shares of stock and my bet is it's going to be above 41 by Friday she's sitting at 41.68 now if you recall when I got into this on uh, Tuesday yesterday or, or was it Monday oh, I could have gotten in on Monday either way um, we got in on the 27th so yeah we did get it we did get in on Monday um, <clears throat> my bet was that Hormel has got the dividend coming up in two weeks. The seasonality showed it should be trending to the upside. Uh, the big chart is pointing in the direction where the buyers and sellers are actually changing their minds and finding out which way they're going. So the stock seems to be bottomed out at 40.56. That could be the bottom, but the bottom for what? I mean, where is it going to go from here? You know, it's bouncing off 40.56. She's sitting at 41.71. Um, and we got the the forty forty one spread on it. So if she stays above forty one, yeah, I'm gonna make thirty three percent. I like that idea. You know, it was a very quick, um, short trade. <coughs> so Hormel's looking good. Next on the list is three M. Now, believe it or not, three M paid out their dividend. I think last week. So we collected um, dividends on 3M. 
3M had a high at 208.95. That was back in the middle of May. Since then, she went sideways, dropped down, bottoming out at what looks like 177.62. She's sitting at 181 at the moment. So it doesn't look like we're going to be getting rid of this one anytime soon. I did sell the 185 calls, even though we do we are in this at 198. So what we're going to end up doing is uh, we collected the premium the first week we had it. We collected the premium the second week we had it. Um, and we've been collecting the premium steadily every week on 3M. Now we also collected the dividends. Okay, so unlike most dividend investors, I collect a dividend and I collect premiums. Okay, so I'm more than quadrupling my uh, my returns by selling premiums on the stocks that I'm collecting dividends on. So I'm collecting dividends and premium. Okay, so it, it's just another um, strategy to increase your returns. So instead of needing millions of dollars to retire, you can probably retire on uh, you know a few hundred thousand. You know, is what it is. PM Philip Morris they had their EX date yesterday, so we will be collecting um, a couple of hundred, uh, I think about eight hundred dividends. Woohoo! From Philip Morris, yay! All right, Philip Morris got a high at one oh six fifty one, and that was just recently. Uh, at the beginning of this month, but from there she fell right back into that trading range between ninety-seven and one hundred and one. She's sitting at ninety-nine sixty-two at the moment. Now ninety-nine sixty-two, <clears throat> not even close to our one hundred four call that we sold on Monday. So we collected the premium on Monday. Now we're going to collect the, the dividend. Uh, it'll probably get credited to our account either to today or tomorrow. And um, <coughs> today tomorrow will get credited to our account, and then we'll be able to use that money for trading. But other than that, we're looking for this thing to go back to 106. Until it gets back up to the 106 area, I'm going to continue to collect premiums on this thing. Philip Morris is one of those. It's a huge company. Not that I condone cigarettes. By all means, I don't. But, you know, some people get bad habits. And I'm not one to judge, because I got my own. 99 problems and a bitch ain't one. Uh, STX, next on the list. STX, just quickly going over this one. Falling from the high at 106.22 back in early May. This thing falls from there. Jumps into a trading range between 81 and 88 and just goes sideways. Now, twice... We had to buy back um, spreads that we, uh, I mean, uh, calls that we sold on STX because, granted, they're very good at giving me a weekly cash flow, but they're also good at being unpredictable. Okay, so she was bottoming out at uh, eighty-one nineteen, and she just went up to hit uh, what is that eighty-eight? Now she's dropping back down. She she's as low as eighty-two fifty today. Alright, could she be hitting back down to that 81? I don't know. Really don't know. Um, <coughs> it is Wednesday. We did sign the 90 call. Now, I could buy that back. The 90 call. And then sell something like the 85. 
and bringing some more money. But you want to know what? I figured with the 90 already sold, I already collected the money, I already made my target for the week. Greed is one of those things. Granted, a little bit of extra money is always nice. But greed is one of those things I'm, I'm trying to learn to curb. You know, feed the monster and try to stay away from greed. Now, I could do it. Um, and it could give me a couple extra hundred bucks to put me up over my... my, my um, my goal because last week I had to pay the fiddler this week I should make up for it but not necessarily so because I'm still way ahead of the curve okay <clears throat> all that being said you sold off the 90s I'm just gonna let it ride just for the fun of it let's see where they are you know STX STX all right so STX we could buy back the 90s for five cents and we could sell the 85s for 40 cents. Okay, so you buy them back for 5 cents. That's uh, 50 bucks, right? And then I sell out the 85s for 400 bucks. But you know what? I'm just going to leave it. You know what? I'm just saying what you could do if you wanted to. Okay, so this is me saying that this is a possibility. Only because, as as you look at STX, it doesn't really matter what the uh, the trend lines say, or what the bid and ask say, or or whatever anyone says. That is clearly a downward trend. Looking at the ninety day chart, you know you're looking at at the high of uh, what is that that ninety four fifty one, back in the middle of um, August, and from there. She got lower highs and lower lows until you come down to where she is today at 83.63 at the moment. So all that being said, uh, for a buck and a half move, I could lose a couple thousand bucks. I'm just going to say now. I'm just going to keep my little over 1% return for the week and uh, move on to the next one. All right. Who's next on the list? Uh, VFC. I'm just saying that was a play that you probably could have done if you're a little bit more, um, let's say, greedy, for lack of better words, than me. You know, uh, <clears throat> VFC had a high of 90.79 for the year, and that was back at the end of April. From there, she fell to a trading range of 79 and traveled that for what looks like one, two, three, almost four months. Before finding a new low at 65.34. Now, she's hit 65.34, which seems to be a little bit of support off of that. She's sitting at 68.57 at the moment. Okay, but at 68.57, she's still a buck and a half away from my 70 calls. I sold the 70 calls, giving someone the, the you know, opportunity to buy it for me for 70. But it doesn't look like it. Um, don't get me wrong, it could hit. 70 by the end of Friday, but it doesn't look like it. But she she did have a high today at uh, 69.66. That was the high for today. Now, she could hit it tomorrow or the next day. She can even go above 70 by Friday. But that's something I'm going to have to keep my eye on in the next couple of days. All right, so that's all the positions that we have. And if everything equals out, um, we should have just about... Um, uh, I think it's 1800 for the week, which is 
makes up for last week. <laughs> Had to pay the fiddle last week. Hopefully this week it doesn't have to happen. All right, so <clears throat> we did the dividend aristocrats yesterday, and we found there wasn't that many of them. So what are we going to look at today? We're going to look at um, hmm, complete list. Here we go. The complete list of all the companies that are paying a dividend this month and have weekly options. Okay, so that's that's a prerequisite. Weekly options and paying a dividend this month. So we're looking at the week of the 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th, and 15th. Uh, most of these we've already looked at. We did. As a matter of fact, we looked at all these. Wow. I have nothing new. All right, so let's go take a look at... This ought to be something new and interesting. ETFs that pay dividends. There aren't any for this week. <laughs> okay. All right. The dividend achievers. ABBV. ABT. We did those. EOG. Oh, yeah. EOG. There we go. Here's a couple right here. Okay. These are dividend achievers. Now, dividend achievers are companies that have increased their dividend payments for a minimum of 25 years. Okay. So they're not quite a dividend aristocrat. Uh, the difference between the two is the dividend aristocrats, you have to have a certain amount of volume and be a um, oh relative strength not the relative strength index what's the what's what I'm looking for market cap you gotta have the high market cap for the market in which you're in so <coughs> let's take a look at EOG um, EOG resources alright so let's see if that has weekly options it should EOG and she does. So we're going to put EOG into the one-year chart and see what it says. Now, <coughs> EOG started out the year last year at 35.12. And about a month after that, she found the low at 30.22. And that was election day. From there, you guessed it, from 30.22, she goes to 86.99. A couple of months later, that's just because the freaking election. And I'm just thinking, you know, is it really the company that did so much better? Think about it. Seriously, just think about it. Democrats come into office, dump trillions, not millions, not billions, but trillions. Trillions is a shitload. Trillions of dollars into the market. Where is all the money going? If you look at almost every single stock from the election until today, almost every single one has gone up. Some as high as um, 100% in value, some more, some less. But right here, EOG goes from a low of 33.22 on October 30th. Okay, October 30th, $30.22. By June 2nd, 
So that's so that's November, December, January, February, March, April, May, June. Eight months. Eight months more than doubles in price. Okay? Eighty six ninety nine in eight months. That's crazy. Is it the company or is it artificially pumped up all the money that they threw into the market? I don't know. Okay. All that being said, she went from a high of $86.99 in the beginning of June. Found a new 90-day low in the uh, middle of August at 62. But now she's sitting back up at 83.43. Nice. The bid is 83.44 and the ask is 83.45. So we all know what that means. It means there's a lot of volume out there. So let's take a quick look at the seasonality for this company. Um, she's basically a sideways company for the year, you know, and not one that I'd want to hold on to for that longer period of time. All right, so she's going to have a slight little uptrend to it, not huge, but seasonality doesn't doesn't really you know uh, tickle me pink, so to speak. Doesn't tickle me pink. Look at the big chart for AEG, EOG. Okay, definitely uptrend. Buyers way surpassing the sellers. A three, a clear three to one ratio there. You got thirty-seven to thirteen. That is basically almost three to one. So three times the amount of buyers as there are sellers. Um, nice uptrend. Everything looks good. The trade grid, nice and tight. If we were going to do a covered call for a day and a half, you're looking at eighty-three forty-eight. Closest you're going to come is either the 81 or the 85. That's a strange one. Oh, yeah, because once you go over 80 bucks, they go by $5 increments. Imagine that. Okay, so the 81 is selling for $2.50. So if you bought it at 83.46 and you sold the 81 call at 250, you'd actually be getting. 8350. Think about it. You're gaining 6 cents. Is that really worth it? I don't think so. In the 85, it's 45 cents, but in order to collect on that, the stock has to go up. And is it really going to go up for uh, 57 cents in the next couple of days? I honestly don't think so. Imagine that. Well, all that being said, everything being equal, I wouldn't do the covered call on this one. Um, a div cap play, had you bought it this morning, she opened up at 81.71 and it hit a high at 83.60. So a div cap play, you would have been out in one day. You know, open, close, out of there. All right. Um, not bad, but um, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet the farm on it. FL, what is, who is FL? Foot Locker, wow, I haven't seen Foot Locker in a while, but apparently, Devin and Aristic, I mean, Devin and uh, Achiever. Okay, they had the low of the year, a year ago, at uh, 31.41. From there, she jumps up to a trading range of 37 and travels that to the end of the year. After the end of the year, she hits a high at 66.71, and that is in the middle of uh, May. From there, it's all downward, hitting a, a double bottom here at 47. 
um, last week and the week before. Bouncing off that, she's sitting at 49, 49.77 at the moment. Let's see what the seasonality looks like. Let's see where we think she might be going. Okay, that's a nice little uptick. So it's not hideous, but it is an uptick, neither nonetheless. Um, the big chart for FL. <clears throat> got us into a, a nice little uptrend okay so it is trending to the upside not huge uptrend but a very slight uptrend so it's not flat and it's going to the upside however there, there are more sellers than there are buyers for Foot Locker I'm not sure what that means but she's got the dividend coming up in a little bit so that might be helpful Oh, so let's look at the trade grid for Foot Locker. All right. The bid is 49.80 and the ask is 49.81. So with a tight spread like that, you know there's a lot of volume. Now, if we're going to do a covered call on this, the 49.81, we could do the uh, the 49, get you a buck five, buck ten. You're looking at uh, 30, 29, 30 cents, something like that. I don't know. Or. You could jump to the 50, and the 50 is paying 50 cents. But you'd still have to go up 19, 19 cents for it to go above 50. Now, it did go above 50 today, all right? So it does have that possibility of doing that again tomorrow and the next day, you know, and just staying above 50, because she does have that dividend come up, coming up in the next two weeks. And people, for some reason, love dividends. They do. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> I'm really hoping next week this will be totally gone. I'll be back to normal. All right, so she's sitting at 49.82 at the moment. A covered call could be, you know what? It could be, you know, because if you bought it now at the money at 49.81, right? And then you sold the 50 call, okay? You'd be selling it for 50-50, which would give you a 70-cent profit. Okay, not huge, but for a day and a half, a 70-cent profit per share. Okay, that's always nice. Or we could um, do a spread on this because it's so close. Let's see what a spread would look like. Because I, I like the numbers and I like the charts, okay? So if we did an at-the-money spread, right, the 48.49, because she's at 49.75, that's 80 cents. Okay, 80 cents a share. So it means the most you can make on this is 20 cents. Okay? So I believe that is a... a 15 or, or 20 I think that's wait a minute yeah 80 cents that's a 25% return for two ooh I like this one a 25% return okay if you bought 
okay, let's just, for the fun of it, do this. Let's take a look at 50 contracts. Okay, 50 contracts at 80 cents. Here's, here's what it sounds like. All right, all right, I like this one. Buy 50 vertical FL 100, the weeklies, 1 October 21, the 48.49 call, an 80 cent limit order to open. You don't have to buy 50 contracts. You can buy one, you can buy 10, you can buy 20, you can buy however many you want. Okay? But 50 contracts is 4,000 bucks. The most you're going to make off of this trade is $1,000. Okay? That, my friends, is a 25% return on investment. Now, here's the kicker. Okay? Foot Locker has got the dividend coming up in two weeks. The one-year chart, it looked okay. The 90-year chart looked okay as long as she is bouncing off that 48. Okay? Now, the stock at this moment in time is at 49.77. The seasonality hasn't moving up. The buyers and sellers are all moving towards the direction that, that it's a strong or a relatively comfortable buy pattern. Okay? Now... So as long as the stock stays above 49, 49 above, which means if it goes up, you make 25%. If it goes absolutely nowhere, means sideways, you still make it 25%. This stock can go all the way down to 48.80. Okay, hasn't seen that in a couple of days, but 48.80 is the break even. So she goes up, you make money, stays the same, make money. She could even come down a little bit and you're still going to make your money. As long as she stays above 48.81, you're in profit. I like this trade. This is a nice one. Am I telling you to do this? No, I'm not telling you to do this. I'm just saying, if I were to do it, that's what I'd do. And I got rejected because I don't have any money. All my, yeah, all my money's gone. <laughs> anyway, I'm tapped out. Besides, I already made my, um, I think I'm over 1.8 for the week. But that is a good trade. Alright, marketplace. What else are we looking at? L E N Lenar Corporation. Let's take a look at L E N. L E N. L E N starts the year out at seventy nine thirty four, but a month finds that low of sixty nine forty one. Just like every other stock for the year, just before election. The low of 69.41 six months later she's got a high at 110.61 okay now kind of up and down a little bit settling at 97.05 for the week at, at, that's where she's at at the moment let's check out the seasonality see what that looks like now this is a nice chart uh, seasonality chart very steady growth Right up, you buy it in January, sell it in December, you're good to go. This is a definite upward trend for the rest of the year. I like that. Let's go back to my regular chart. Let's go into the trade group. Wait a minute, the big chart first. For L-E-N. L-E-N, there we go. L-E-N. She's definitely... Um, she is an upward trend. She's been going sideways for quite a while. But she's in an upward trend now. There's still more more sellers than there are buyers. 
but um, I like the price action and the volume is steadily increasing over the past couple of weeks. That's always nice. Always a, a, a nice thing. All right, now the trade grid for LEN. Here we go. The bid is 97.05 and the ask is 97. All right, it just changed. 97.02 by 97.04. So it's a pretty close. It's not tight, but it's it's not that bad. All right, so at, let's go back to a covered call, which is the simplest and easiest. A covered call at the money at 97 <clears throat> would give you about a buck. Okay, here's your 1% right there. Elian <coughs> <coughs> looks good. She's got a good one-year chart, good 90-day chart, good seasonality chart. Um, the big chart looks good. The buyers and sellers, the volume, everything looks great. If you're going to do just a plain, just a plain covered call, you could buy it at 97 and sell the 97 call. So I'm going to buy it from you for a buck. Here, in and out in two days, and you make your 1%. Ooh, like that one. Wow, that's two in a row. Now, that looked so good. Let's see what a spread would look like. We're going to do an at-the-money spread. Um, ooh, this is a big one. All right, so the 96.97. Now, <coughs> the 96.97 is kind of tight. <coughs> Day and a half. I think I... Sorry, guys, that's that COVID crap kicking in again. Let's jump, jump in and take a look at the 95.96. Yeah, I would prefer the 95.96 only because you're further in the money. Now, at the money, the stock would is, is too close to call. Okay. Now, let me just read you the numbers and tell me what you think. You know, and then figure it out on your own. All right, so the 96... 95 all right the 9596 spread the stock is sitting at 9707 at the moment the seasonality has it moving up the um the big chart has it trending toward the upside okay the buyers and sellers um there's there's no huge discrepancy between the two but everything's looking towards the up up direction now she's sitting at 97 at the moment so one strike in the money spread, the 95.96 is going to cost around 73 cents a share, which means that's a 33% or 34% return on your money if this thing, um, what's the word? <coughs> if this thing, uh, you know, stays where it is. Okay, so I'm going to read off two of them to, so you, you know. Figure out which one you 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 yourself would prefer to do, and I'll tell you which one I would prefer to do. All right, so the ninety five ninety six. As long as the stock stayed above ninety five seventy three, okay, you're in profit. Now, uh, ten contracts, so it'd be like buy ten vertical LEN one hundred, which is the weeklies, one October twenty one, which is this Friday. The grand total for 10 contracts would be $743. The maximum you can make off that is $270. So that comes to roughly 35, almost 40% return. Okay? It's like a 35% return in a day and a half. 
because we're at quarter of four at the moment on a Wednesday. The stock's at 97.06. Everything's pointing to the direction that, hey, this thing is going to either stay the same or go up in this next two or three days. Okay, and here's the kicker. Worst case scenario, Lennar is a dividend uh, achiever. They've increased their dividend payments to their shareholders for a minimum of 25 years. And the dividend is coming up in two weeks. So, yeah, it would be a company that you'd buy and hold on to for a long period of time just to collect the dividends. But also, why not collect the dividends and collect the premiums also? Because worst case scenario, you got a, a decent company that you're holding on to and you're collecting a, a, a dividend every 90 days. But if you're with me, you collect a dividend every 90 days and you get to collect premiums on top of that. Granted, the premiums aren't huge, but they're a heck of a lot more than just dividends. You get dividends and premiums? Oh, can't go wrong there. So that's two companies I like. Nice, I like that. Um, you know what? Let's see if it works. Got rejected. <laughs> That's me. That's because my money's all tied up. I'm usually all tied up by, by Wednesday anyway. <clears throat> um, ooh, so I'm going to compare the second one, the 96-97. Now, the first one I told you was the 95-96, and that's one strike in the money. Now, this is going to be one strike. This is going to be at the money, the 96-97. Okay? Same thing, 10 contracts. Okay? So by 10, a vertical LEN 100s, the weeklies, one October 21, which is this Friday, the 96.97 call at 60 cent um, limit order uh, to open. Now, this will cost you 600 bucks. Okay? And the max you can make on this one is 400. So come on, do the math. This is like a 60 or 70% trade. Okay? Or 60 or 70% trade. But here's the kicker the stock has to stay above 97. Okay? Right at this moment, as we're speaking, it's at 96.98. Okay? So it's too, for, for me, it's too close to at the money. Now she's at 97. So could she stay above 97 for the next two or three days? Yeah, she could. And that's where you get the rate of return over the risk. Okay, she's so close to the 96, 97 area that there's more risk, but there's more reward. I'm collecting $400 rather than 200 Okay, but that's the reasoning behind it. So me personally, I do the 95, 96, but some of you might be out there, you know what, I wouldn't mind owning... Um, Len, Lenar, you know? So if you do it at the money and it comes and bites you in the ass, then yeah, you'll end up taking ownership of a thousand shares of Lenar. But you also collect that $400 to put towards the purchase price. Okay, so that cuts your price down from, from 96 down to 95 uh, something. You know, so it, it all depends on the end game. Okay, if you don't mind owning Lenar because it's a good company, number one. Number two, they're going to increase their dividends every year because once you make it to the list, you want to stay on that list. And you want to increase your dividends to your shareholders 
every year. So it increases. So you're getting a good, strong company, getting increased dividends, and you're getting more return on your money by doing a spread trade before you purchase them. It's kind of like, uh, you know, getting paid to buy them. <laughs> anyway, <coughs> that's that one. So that, that was not that bad. But, you know, you, you're going to take your risk. Risk, reward, it's going to be the same either way. More you risk, the more you reward. Okay, the less risk, less reward. But then again, there's that fine line between expectation and greed. <laughs> I expect to get 1% per month, per week, you know, which is I'm doing pretty well at 1% per week. But if I'm greedy and going for 2 3 4%, there's a little bit more risk. And, and, and many times I have paid the price. Um, last week is a perfect example. I had to pay the fiddler. All right, so that's um, LEN. I like that. PNC, I think we already looked at PNC. We did. We looked at PNC Financial earlier during the week. Uh, we looked at Hormel already, but we have not looked at COP. ConocoPhillips. Okay. So, COP on the list. Here we go. COP started out the year at 3242. Um just like everybody else, just right around the election, she finds her low at 2753. Okay. 20 you hear that? 2753. Okay. Within a year, she's sitting at that high at 6864. Okay, from 2028 20, to 68, that's a nice little return. But you have to ask yourself, was it earned or was it artificially hyped up? Now, what I mean by artificially hyped up, all that money the government printed, where did it go? It ended up in the stock market. ConocoPhillips is one of those companies that got it. All right, so 6864 is where she's sitting, and that was yesterday's high. Now, <clears throat> does this company have room to continue going higher? Of course it does, but let's see what she's done historically. Okay, what does she normally do this time of year? All right, this time of year, sorry to say, this baby goes sideways and then takes a dip. Wow, what a way to dampen the spirits. All right, she's got a nice run. All right, <clears throat> quick little detour. Uh, ConocoPhillips, COP, into the big chart. There she is. All right. Wow. This looks pretty nice. The volume is way up as opposed to the normal everyday volume. Normal everyday volume looks somewhere around uh, 5.2 mil. And lately, the average has been 8 to 10 mil for the past two weeks. So something's happened with Conoco. And she's been going up steadily for the past two weeks. Alrighty. The trend line's up. Buyers are retreating. Um, wait, buyers are advancing. Uh, it's it's uh, 45 to 14. That's quite a spread between the two. Now let's look at the trade grid. 68.27 by 68... Alright, it just changed. 68.25 by 68.26. So it's a close, a close stretch. All right, so if we were going to do a covered call on COP, now I don't like covered calls, especially at the high of the year, okay? Because she's very close to the high of the year, sixty-eight, sixty-four. She's at sixty-eight, twenty-four. That's only um, a, a forty-cent spread. 
between the high of the year, which she hit yesterday, and where she is right now. All right, so if we were going to do an at-the-money call, uh, 68.24, and it's going for 89 cents, losing that 50 cents, eh, it wouldn't make me happy camper. Looking at uh, a $68 stock only bringing in 50 cents, nah, close, but I'd want to go a little bit, a little bit better. You know, I wouldn't do 69 because it's too far away, but then again, that far away, it'd give you a 46 cents. I don't know. That sounds better. Buying at 68.25 and selling the 69 at 46 cents, which is better than selling the 68 because you're collecting the premium. You're setting yourself up. Well, they're buying it at the market price and then um, looking at uh, most likely selling the premiums again for next week. And if you carry it for the third week, you cut three premiums and a dividend. That might be a good play. Don't know. Well, all that being said and done, you know, I think that's it for the day. But that's three actually decent plays. I like that. Now, we already looked at Hormel. Hormel, we're already into that one. Uh, and that's all of them for this week. And tomorrow is not really a whole heck of a lot to do other than just look at um, <coughs> what we're looking at. All right, so all that being said, this is James from Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader. Out here for today. Catch you guys tomorrow. Have a great day and happy trading. Well, that wraps up another session. I want to thank you for joining us. If you want to follow along with some of these live session trades, let us know if you have any questions. We can get back to you. And have a great day. Well, that wraps up another session. I want to thank you for joining us. If you want to follow along with some of these live session trades, let us know if you have any questions. We can get back to you. And... Have a great day.